0: Where's your cat? Um,
1: thought she was over by the dining room table, but she's not. I don't know. Oh, she's right behind the couch. She's like a shadow.
0: She's doing her thing, her cat thing.
1: She's wherever you expect her not to be.
0: That made no sense. She's wherever you expect her not to be.
1: Mm-hmm. That's where she's at. That's some high-cool bullshit. Mm-hmm.
0: What is this, the 34th?
1: 34.
0: Oh, wow, I guessed. Yep. Welcome to the 34th episode of Beer and Fear. My name is Paige. My name is Zach. And this episode is going to be done in high speed. <laughs> we're going to talk real fast. <laughs> the entire time.
1: Okay, our beer this episode. <laughs> I thought you were going to say this episode is going to be done in Spanish. Entirely <laughs> this episode is going
0: to be done in Spanish only. Hola.
1: <laughs> Entirely in Portuguese.
0: This episode is brought to you by the letter J <laughs> for Japanese, which is what we're speaking today.
1: Uh, I wanted to. Maybe I won't mention this on the show, but um, we got an Instagram message. We did. Uh, let me see if I can figure out how to find it. Uh, it's from uh, this person named Eric Edwards. His Instagram name is Eric Edwards534. Okay. And he apparently is a, somehow affiliated with uh, this Instagram page or this company called Smooth My Balls. <laughs> And he said, uh, this is the exact message. Hope you are good. I work with a client who needs podcasters to receive a review kit of their product, and they will promote your podcast. If you are interested in teaming up with this brand and earning, earning while doing so, message at SmoothMyBalls. <laughs> so I think this is our first, uh, first, I guess, technical um, sponsorship <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> It's to work with Smooth My Balls.
0: What the fuck is Smooth My Balls? It is
1: a uh, razor company. Um, So they have... um,
0: The number one trimmer for balls. Yeah,
1: they they have this kit here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The hedge clippers never feel ungroomed again.
0: Dude, let's do it. You can go ahead and you can rep them. You've got balls.
1: I've got balls. (laughs) The Turf Chopper, never nip your sack again. Never nip your sack again. Never nip your sack again. The Pube pube Moocher? It doesn't say muncher. It doesn't. It's not muncher. It's, it's this one says moocher.
0: a <laughs> pube
1: moocher. The pube moocher. Never clog your sink again,
0: dude. You need to try this. And
1: this says feed me pubes.
0: <laughs> you need <to laughs> the, try the this. container.
1: Says feed me pubes. You on need it. to do this. Oh my god! What is this? Eighty-five percent of partners prefer a man who is groomed down there. It's true. I do. Asterisk independent study. Here is uh, what appears to be a fake. Um, well, I can't tell if this is real or not. Uh, Facebook review. One word, amazing. My MRS. Um, uh, my misses. Wow. My Mrs.?
0: My Mrs. Why wouldn't I, it be my Mrs.? <laughs> loved
1: how clean and tidy I was. Well, it was all capitals. Yeah, misses. I was, after using your product, left my balls as smooth as eggs. Nice. Thumbs up emoji.
0: As <laughs> smooth as eggs.
1: Eight out of ten men agree good grooming is essential for success in their career.
0: Oh, my God. My balls have never been so fresh. Just had to have a morning dump and thought, why not do something productive while I'm waking up? Woo!
1: <laughs> so we we have an opportunity to... Uh...
0: If we don't rep these guys, I don't know <laughs> if I'll be okay.
1: You should, should we reach out to them?
0: Yeah, you need to get your balls trimmed, dude. <laughs> i don't want to say anything but
1: (laughs) okay i didn't want to say anything
0: (laughs) they're getting a little out of hand (laughs)
1: because
0: you know i see them so
1: right yeah right yeah exactly um well i wanted to run this by you first yeah no we're going for it i'll do it (laughs) then they can reach out to women (laughs) Yeah, then they can start advertising to women, too. Why is it... Smooth
0: my... um,
1: My cooch? My cooch. Smooth my (laughs) cooch. Smooth my cooch. SMB and SMC. Yeah, smooth my (laughs) cooch. Should we really? (laughs) This episode of Beer and Fear (laughs) is sponsored by... I want to
0: be able to say I have a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) And I want our first sponsor to be something ridiculous.
1: All right, I'm going to accept this message. (laughs) And I'm just going to say, we'll do it. (laughs) We'll do it, period. We're in. (laughs) Sent. All right. We're in. Let's take care of that. (laughs) Why don't you introduce the episode this week?
0: (laughs) Episode 34 is on. Oh, there's a cat in a chair. Oh, she wants to play video games like a person. (laughs) Uh, episode 34 is on um wow my brain just gave out electrocution yeah that's what it's on wow i'm okay
1: electrocution
0: about damn time we covered this
1: good uh good topic it wasn't on our list no it Um, wasn't
0: nothing i pick is on the list except for sirens
1: it should have been on the list but i'm surprised it wasn't it's a good topic i'm I'm excited
0: i'm good at what i do what can i say Mm -hmm. The beer I picked for us today.
1: Oh, we're not just don't give a shit about. What yeah, we did I don't give a week. shit about you at all. All right, that's fine. No,
0: what did you do this week? <laughs> Sorry, I just because I've been here, I've been talking to you. I'm like, oh, we can just skip that part.
1: Uh, according to my calendar, I worked a shit ton.
0: Did you have a lot of OT? Yep.
1: Um, yesterday was Administrative Professionals Day, so we uh, we thanked our administrative professional who works for us. Um, Thank you. Yep, yeah, got her a card. That was fun. Um, since last week, I had uh, I won't talk about
0: that. a pregnancy scare.
1: Yeah, I was really worried, oh my but God. it showed up negative. Why you need to go on birth control. Yeah, I know. I'm just a mess. I actually don't have anything to talk about this week. Nothing new. What about you? You visited your uh, parents. Anything fun? Uh,
0: Sunday. Yeah, I saw my sister's. About it. Nothing wild. How they doing? They're good. Um, Emily's in school. Annie's in school. Lacey's with her SoundCloud boyfriend.
1: SoundCloud boyfriend.
0: SoundCloud rapper boyfriend. Should we uh, shout
1: him out? No. Okay.
0: God, right. No. <clears throat> We're right. gonna listen to him later, and that's how I'm gonna I'm gonna like you know look at you and be like, do you want your name behind that? <laughs> okay. We're gonna listen to him later. I'm down. You're gonna tell me. Sure. Ridiculous, I'm trying to think if there was anything new for me. I should start writing this shit down or like carry a calendar That's what I was doing. I've just been working like that's it. I've just been working.
1: Yep. Gotta make that
0: hustle. Gotta make that bread Same. You know how it is
1: You know how it is Yeah, like go uh get in the beer
0: I'm like getting you Uh... With a smack The beer I picked It's called Electric Sunrise
1: Oh like Electric Jewel (laughs) <laughs> but instead of Jewel at sunrise. Yeah,
0: because that's the exact me? same thing. Gosh,
1: we already did this, page.
0: Okay, fine. We're <laughs> episode over. <laughs> Done.
1: Electric sunrise. I'm going to put it in the the Excel sheet.
0: Anyways, it's from Riverlands Brewing.
1: Rip, one word? Yeah. All right.
0: The about us on Riverlands, as I do my little mm-hmm. about us. Brewed with pride, enjoy the ride. That's the opening. All right. Nice, right? The beginning of Riverlands Brewing Company is a story that captures everything that we love about not only beer, but life. We started dreaming up this brewery at a 4th of July barbecue on a beautiful sunny day surrounded by family, friends, and of course, great beer. Of course. Our brewery is owned and operated by family and close friends, and our beer is best enjoyed in the company of such When you visit our taproom, you'll be included in that family feel of our brewery, and you'll enjoy some great beer, too. At Riverlands, we brew the beer that we love. We're inspired by both balance and the lack thereof. We appreciate huge hop aroma and flavor of a New England-style APA, thick-flavored stouts and tart sours, equally with the delicate balance of a well-constructed lager. You'll find all of that with us and everything in between. We pour ourselves into each batch we make, each glass we fill. You'll never find a beer from Riverlands that was not obsessed over from the time the recipe was constructed to the moment it finds its way to your table. Oh, wow. They are located in St. Charles.
1: What? Hold on. <laughs> Cause I, I feel like I would have... Uh...
0: They are a couple miles from the Fox River.
1: Oh, my God. They are in St. Charles. What the hell? I feel like... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is this the same one I'm thinking about? It's off of Randall and Dean. That's just, <laughs> that's literally, I had no idea there was a brewery right there. I know there was, um there's the one in Geneva that we, that we need to talk about. Penrose. Penrose Brewing Company is in Geneva. Mm-hmm. We should do that. Riverlands Brewing. I never heard of these guys. Wow. I'm right down the street from them. That's crazy. 173 reviews on Google. 4.8 stars. Oh, I'm, I am pumped. Are you pumped? I'm so ready for this. Lovely. It's exciting. All right. Look at that pretty shit.
0: Oh, that's so pretty. What pretty shit? Electric Sunrise is a double India Pale Ale.
1: Okay, another one.
0: New England style, hopped with Lotus and Citra hops, which we've had Citra quite a few times. I don't think we've had Lotus.
1: Doesn't ring a bell.
0: It says we paired a new hop to us, Lotus, with our favorite workhorse Citra, because Citra's in everything. Yep. The result is a delicious combination of, um, it says topical fruits, but I think it means tropical fruits. It it could be either or. And orange cream. No, there's no lactose or vanilla here. It's all from the hops. ABV, 8%.
1: Oh, all right.
0: She's a bad bitch. Mm Mm-hmm. Beer Advocate has no score. (laughs) But it has has two ratings. Mm -hmm. But no score... Um, it's got an average rating of 4.16, though.
1: Oh, that's good. It is very good. Uh, you said it's a New England style. Is it a double IPA? Um, Yeah. Okay. New England double IPA. Yeah, it's a dipper. Got it. A dipper. A dipper. Should I get it? Okay. Hope these are cold.
0: Oh, well, if they're not.
1: Riverlands with pride. Enjoy the ride. This is a very Ooh, interesting can. It looks retro.
0: I know that's why I picked it up. It's like,
1: like someone put this art together like uh, for their seventh grade uh, art final, like graphic design. Oh my god! It's got like the retro floors, and then there's lightning and some canyons.
0: It smells so good.
1: Smells like a dipper.
0: I went for the pour. I Yeah, I saw that. I like that you go for the pour and your pour's still good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. You're making me nervous.
1: You just 180'd your can into your glass. Yeah,
0: fuck it. It looks so bubbly and foamy. Smells like an orange creamsicle.
1: Yeah, some citrus, um, orange, and pineapple. This reminds me a lot of. um, Was it the first beer we did? 31? What was that? (laughs) It was the one before the IPA that you didn't like.
0: All the beers start to blur together.
1: Oh no. 31 was shapes and lines. You didn't like that one. Mm -mm. Was it West Coast Wizard? That was an IPA. It
0: just doesn't smell. Yeah, it it has to be.
1: Well, that one also smelled fruity. this
0: This one makes me think of Beezer. We haven't even tasted it yet. Oh, the smell is the amazing smell.
1: though. Orange and pineapple and cream. Drink it. Ooh, that's interesting. What is that?
0: That is not what I was expecting at all. That's the lotus hop, baby.
1: Wow. What is that? That's a weird I can't place that.
0: Why does it taste kind of like coffee syrup?
1: Yeah, that's such a funky. That's strange. It's good though. It's it's uh, it's very similar to other um, the other IPAs and DIPAs that we've had before. Um, you mentioned Beezer, and that's that's probably accurate. That was a New England IPA, much like this. Um, but you do get some fruit notes. You get uh, definitely the a little bit bitterness of the hops. But then there's 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 this other thing there that i can't quite place
0: i don't know it's very smooth on the tongue though
1: it is i mean it's a little grass a little farmy but mm-hmm. nothing uh, not not anything too crazy not like uh shapes and lines was that shapes and lines was also another new england ipa so it's not a surprise that all these taste pretty similar mm-hmm. what is that
0: i don't know but i just kind of want to keep sipping it
1: it's like a like a nut like a legume
0: no, 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 there's like Try a full not. flavor that hits the back of your throat, and I cannot place what it is,
1: okay, so you said citra, and then the other hop was lotus lotus hop did did they describe what the lotus imparted uh, hmm,
0: not specifically
1: it's like a sweet smelling and there, there's definitely fruit in it there's the the grassy fruit stuff that you get from d i p a s um <sighs> But then there's also something that I, I have no idea. That's uh, that's good. That's really good.
0: Hmm. The burp is all citrus.
1: The burp's different too. Hmm. It's not. I don't want to say musty, but it's like got this.
0: That hasn't stopped you from saying that before about something. You told me. You told me that one of the beers tasted like, or actually smelled like cat pee.
1: Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I remember that. You're a weirdo. You know how animals do that Fleming response? The what? The Fleming response. F l e h m e n. It's where they when they smell something and then they go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Their lip curls up, and their mouth is open for a little bit, like ten seconds. It's a Fleming response. It's they're they're trying to get the pheromones and the scent like into all of their glands and their face. Me too. I was trying to do that. <laughs> 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 oh i gotta get that <laughs> into my glands i, I <laughs> <Just> can't <laughs> rubbing it on your face i can't quite uh i'm
0: rubbing it on my glands
1: i don't know man but it's good i i can definitely it's like a yeah like a bitterness like coffee almost mm-hmm. like you said it's very strange that's a weird hop you yeah, have a review is.
0: um i didn't want to read one Oh, okay i didn't care none of them were very interesting I keep tasting my lunch in my burp, so that doesn't help.
1: <laughs> what would you get from Portillo's?
0: Chicken sandwich.
1: Uh, broiled chicken or breaded?
0: Broiled, they get breaded?
1: They do breaded. That's gross. They have a breaded chicken sandwich. You can get a breaded chicken croissant. You get it on a croissant? Of course I got it on a croissant. What kind of a fool That's do you good. think I am? Broiled chicken croissant plus the honey mustard on there, too, is really good. Try that one day. Wow. It's good. I can't... Um... It's
0: good. Another beer for Paige that's delicious.
1: It's good. Um, I think I'm going to place it above shapes and lines, but below everything else.
0: I'm going to put it somewhere. <laughs> Thank you. I can't remember where everything is. I'm going to give this a six. Okay. Actually, no. what? I lied. Give it a seven.
1: Okay. So above shapes and lines. Yeah. But below everything else. That's what I'm doing.
0: I gave it that score because I don't feel like I'm going to be able to finish it. Really? It just feels kind of heavy.
1: It is, a little bit. I mean, it's double IPA. It's also an 8% percent. Yeah. So, I uh, I and have a I lot... had a Moscow Mule. <laughs> right. I have a lot to go through, and I hope I can get through it without um, fumbling my words up. It's probably going to happen. But we did pregame a little bit before this. I had um, our beer from last week, the Bel Air Key Lime, and then I made... Um, Page a um, Kentucky Kentucky mule, Mule, which if you don't know what that is, it's a Moscow mule, which traditionally uses vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer, and subs uh, bourbon, Kentucky bourbon for the um, vodka. So it's bourbon, lime juice, and topped off with ginger beer. It's good. It's delicious.
0: I just want her to lay by
1: me. Yeah, refuses to join us this episode. I don't know what's up with her, but my chair was just chilling over there. You know, open to the room, not like facing the desk. So she decided to jump up and.
0: I don't like not being able to pet her.
1: Yeah, I know. Come here. Oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. There she oh, goes. Oh. 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 <laughs> come, on, come on! Come on! Come on!
1: Up! Up! up. There you go. <laughs> go, my page. She wants to pet you too.
0: I do want to pet you.
1: And right, electrocution yes. is this week's episode. So electrocution, electrocution, Cousin. that's the first word. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> 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 Me uh, reset. here.
0: Yeah, just uh, take a little sip of the alcohol. I'm sure that'll fix the problem.
1: It's a good beer, though.
0: I'm glad you like it. Um, I'm going to pick something entirely ridiculous for our next
1: one. Yeah, do it. Electrocution yeah. is death or severe injury by electric shock, electric current passing through the body. Um, the word is derived from electro and execution, but it is also used for accidental death, it refers to accidental death as well by um, electricity. The term electrocution was coined in ni- um, sorry 1889 in the U.S. just before the first use of the electric chair and originally referred only to electrical execution and not to accidental or suicidal electric deaths. The state of New York sentenced its first criminal to be executed in their new form of capital punishment. Tabloid newspapers trying to describe this new form of electrical execution settled on electrocution. However, the New York Times had also considered words such as Westinghouse, after the Westinghouse electric AC equipment that was used. Mm-hmm. Jerryside, after Elbridge Thomas Jerry.
0: Oh, I thought that was where you killed old people.
1: Jerryside? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Elbridge like Thomas where you killed
0: Derry, your grandma?
1: <laughs> who, oh, yeah, there's a word for that.
0: Because it's geriatric, you know?
1: Yeah, who headed the New York Death Penalty Commission that suggested adopting the chair and browned after anti-AC activist Harold P. Brown. Hmm. Thomas Edison preferred the words dynamort, ampermort, and electromort.
0: Those are stupid.
1: Uh, the and New York Thomas
0: Edison's a piece of shit.
1: The, the New York Times hated the word electrocution, yeah. des- describing it as being pushed forward by, quote, pretentious ignoramuses. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. That's funny. I'm going to look up the word for killing your grandma.
1: Yeah, I forgot. There is a there's a word. For, like, familiar side is like killing a member of your family. Uh, but the word electrocution eventually took over as a description of all circumstances of electrical death from the new commercial electricity.
0: Per. Parasite? parasside, how do you spell it? P a r r i Paraside. Yes.
1: Paraside. Hmm. So, um, electrical electrocution involves electrical injury, and electric injury is a uh, psychological. I'm sorry, a physiological reaction caused by electric current passing through the body. It occurs upon contact of a body part with electricity that causes a sufficient current to pass through the tissue. The injury depends on the density of the current, tissue resistance, and duration of contact. Very small currents may be imperceptible or produce a light tingling sensation. A shock caused by low and otherwise harmless current could startle an individual and cause injury due to jerking away or falling.
0: Now, I've never been electrocuted. Really? I've been shocked.
1: Like a static shock. Yeah. Which we'll get into. Um, You've never been electrocuted.
0: See, when I think electrocuted, I think like... You need to go to the hospital. So Not what's the actual? Because like, I've been shocked by like an outlet.
1: Okay, that's electrocution. Is that really well, electrocution? Actually, that feels like no. such a
0: bold word for well, that.
1: So, okay, so electrocution refers to um, the death involved. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. If
1: it's if there's death involved, I guess technically. Because
0: electro and execution. And we went over this, right? Yeah.
1: So um, electrocution uh, technically involves death. However, a lot of people refer to like. I was electrocuted this day. Like, people will use See, the I term loosely. I shocked. Yeah, people will use the term loosely.
0: I just feel like that term is, like, heavy. Sure, and it is. Like, you could say you're electrocuted if you got struck by lightning.
1: Right, and that's true. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I was shocked once. I was. I remember when I was living at my mom's place, I was plugging in my bass amplifier, mm-hmm. and I don't know how I was grabbing the plug. When I plugged it in, I got just, you know, it wasn't like a shock. It just felt like a you know a really violent vibration on my mm-hmm. hand, um, and it took me a second to realize what had happened. It was weird. Uh, so it occurs upon contact of a body part with electricity that causes a sufficient current to pass through tissue. The injury depends on the density of the current, tissue resistance, and duration of contact.
0: So I have a question. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've gone over this in your notes. I don't know if you went into it, but you know how when you touch something, and the current is usually to go through the ground, right? So if you touch it with your hand and you get electrocuted or you shocked, it travels through your body to your foot.
1: Yes, if your foot's touching ground.
0: What if you get shocked on the foot?
1: Um, Does it just whoop? Yeah, the it U-turn. It may not like yeah. If there's uh, if there's no electrical potential on any other part of your body. Like your foot just touching, you know, a circuit. It won't necessarily electrocute you if your body isn't completing that circuit.
0: Or would it go through the other foot.
1: If your other foot is touching something else that could create a circuit.
0: I get that. But um, what I'm saying is you get shocked on the foot, right? Mm -hmm. You're not touching anything that could create a circuit.
1: Mm -hmm. Nothing happens. Okay. It's just the electrical potential is going through your body. Okay. And you won't perceive anything until you touch something. Got it. So that's the scary part. So um, That is scary. Uh, I know we're just kind of getting into this, but um, that kind of goes into if you're in a vehicle yeah. and say there's some sort of emergency where there's like downed power lines and the ground is like wet or you're trying to get away from these power lines, the suggested way to escape your vehicle from harm is um, either hopping with both feet or shuffling with your feet. Like a penguin? So, right. So. <laughs> The reason you hop is because bo- uh, both feet touch the ground at the same time. Mm-hmm. That way, there isn't a, a, a circuit going through your body. It's ah. just both your feet close together. Your feet need to be touching, feet close together, as close as possible. Hopping. I and don't think I can
0: do that. It's constantly.
1: And if you can't do that, the other I'll just shuffle. The other way to get around is shuffling. So keeping your feet close together. Again, spreading your feet apart will create a circuit.
0: There's oh. there's
1: now a current because your feet aren't touching. The farther away they are, the more electrical potential there is. So
0: you is. can shuffle, but do your feet have to be touching to shuffle? Your feet. Because I got big calves, <laughs> so your feet should
1: ideally be as close as possible to each other as you're shuffling forward. Away. I can't. Yeah. There we go. So moving your feet like this, shuffling forward. Yeah. So if you're ever in a situation like that, you're in a vehicle, you need to get out of the vehicle. Most of the time, it's safe to stay in the vehicle. I
0: was going to tell you, I was driving here mm-hmm. and there was like this little like incident where there's like a ton of smoke coming out of like somewhere. And I was like, oh, it's a fire. There's a fire truck. Mm-hmm. I get closer. There's like two cop cars. There's two fire trucks. And then there's like these Nikkor or mm-hmm. whatever trucks that are over there because mm-hmm. there's smoke coming out of the ground, mm-hmm. like a ton of smoke. Like I don't know what they hit or where they were at. It was on the corner of a street, and it was just a ton, and it smelled like it was burning.
1: Yeah, we um, like a I natural
0: mean, gas pocket.
1: There are electrical lines that go underground, so it could be a, a short circuit of an electrical line. That's very possible, especially if Nike or another utility company was on the hmm. scene. So, very small currents may be imperceptible or produce a light tingling sensation. A shock caused by low and otherwise harmless current. Could startle an individual and cause injury due to jerking away or falling. Stronger currents may cause some degree of discomfort or pain, while more intense currents may induce involuntary muscle contractions, preventing the person from breaking free of the source of electricity. Still larger currents result in tissue damage and may trigger ventricular fibrillation or cardiac arrest.
0: Say that five times fast.
1: You're right. That's that's a big word. (laughs) Injuries from experience... Sorry, injuries from exposure to electricity may also include amputations, fractures, and orthopedic and musculoskeletal injuries. Oh, damn. So some of these uh, shocks can be pretty damn intense. Uh, I do have a, a little chart here, and this does go along with uh, this here. So this chart here shows it's a log-log graph of the effect of alternating current And duration. So this, uh, the y-axis is duration. The x-axis is the amount of current. So um, perceptibility is around 500 microamps or 1 milliamp. So very, very low amount of current is what you can perceive. So this entire blue section over here is essentially imperceptible. Anything under five hundred microamps. Okay. So when you start getting up to one milliamp, it's the it's perceptible, but no muscle reaction occurs. So you can see all the way up to about five hundred milliamps, you don't no muscle reaction occurs, but you can perceive that there's some sort of electricity. I don't know if you ever did that science experiment where I when I was in my um I don't, I don't know if it was physics or another AP class I took for science. You put your finger in this dish of water that was electrically charged. And the closer you, I'm sorry, the farther you spread your fingers out, the more you could feel that electric current.
0: No, I never did anything um, like
1: that. We did something like that. It, it talked about electric um, uh, current through a medium. But it was pretty interesting. So anything between 500 microamps and 500 milliamps, you can perceive it, but it's not causing a muscle reaction but that also depends on time you can see as as um the longer your fingers or whatever contact you have with electricity is with that um it can become more and more deadly
0: sorry i'm distracted
1: you are distracted this uh this yellow uh section here this is muscle contraction with reversible effects so it causes your muscles to tighten up uh, you can't necessarily let go voluntarily of whatever is causing okay. the electrical reaction. Um, and again, the longer you're exposed to that, the more um, effective it is. Um, once you start getting in this red zone, it's um, possible irreversible effects. So oh, shit. Uh, AC AC 4.1 is 5% probability of ventricular fibrillation. 4.2 is 5 to 50% probability of uh, fibrillation. And then 4.3 over 50% possibility for fibrillation so that's around one to two amps anything over 500 milliamps is potentially deadly really anything over 50 milliamps is potentially deadly the longer you're exposed to it but this is uh again time here so as short as uh, 10 milliseconds if you're exposed to one or two amps it could potentially kill you the first recorded injury from man-made electricity occurred in the Netherlands in 1746. Damn. When a laboratory assistant received an extreme shock while working with a Leyden jar. The first recorded accidental death occurred in 1879 when a theatrical stage carpenter in Lyon, France, touched a 250-volt wire. I
0: thought you were going to say in lion tamer.
1: Uh, contact with energized wiring or devices is the most common cause, and electrical injuries affect more than 30,000 people a year in the U.S. and result in about 1,000 deaths. Hmm.
0: What a fact. Did it blow your mind?
1: Signs and symptoms of electrical injury include burns, ventricul- ventricular fibrillation, which is abnormal heart rhythm, neurological effects, especially control over the heart and lungs, mental health, such as depression, anxiety, PTSD, moodiness, memory loss, decreased attention span, or difficulty learning, Mm -hmm. among others.
0: How big are your feet?
1: um, I wear about a nine and a half. Hmm. Yeah. Nine and a half men's shoe size. The minimum current a human can feel depends on the current type AC versus DC and the frequency of AC current A person can feel at least 1 milliamp of AC at 60 hertz, while at least 5 milliamps for DC. Around 10 milliamps AC passing through the arm of a 150-pound human can cause powerful muscle contractions. The victim is unable to voluntarily control muscles and cannot release an electrified object. This is known as the let-go threshold.
0: Is that where you're like... like, you know, in like, the cartoons where it's just like... Yeah, z- you
1: grab onto a wire and you're shocked and you can't let go of it. That's and then it
0: shows, like, your skeleton.
1: That's a real thing that happens, minus the skeleton shock.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask.
1: <laughs> More than 30 milliamps AC at 60 hertz or 300 to 500 milliamps DC at high voltage can cause fibrillation. Um, to put this in perspective, USA wall outlets, like the ones behind you... Supply 120 volts of AC power and are typically rated for 15 amps, which means they can supply up to 15 amps before failing. Okay. So if you stick something in the outlet, especially something metal, it could have the potential to kill you. Uh, So don't do that. However, most modern outlets are uh, what, what are called ground fault interrupter outlets, which quickly shut the current off if there is an imbalance. So if you put something in there, it's going to trip a circuit and hopefully cut power to the outlet, but still don't do it because you could still get a pretty painful shock. Um, I go into Ohm's law a bit. So Ohm's law states that the current drawn depends on the resistance of the body. So current equals voltage over resistance, and they're all kind of related. Um, The amount of current is dependent on the voltage in relationship to the resistance. And the voltage necessary for electrocution also depends on the current through the body along with the duration of the current, which we talked about. So voltage, if you rearrange that formula, voltage equals the current times the resistance. The resistance of human skin varies from person to person and fluctuates between different times of day, actually. I guess when you're sleeping, you have a different uh, potential resistance of your, your skin as if you were awake during the day. The NIOSH, which is the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, states, quote, under dry conditions, the resistance offered by the human body may be as high as 10, uh, sorry, 100,000 ohms. Wet or broken skin may drop the body's resistance to 1,000 ohms, adding high voltage electrical energy quickly breaks down human skin, reducing the human human body's resistance to 500 ohms, which is... Which Explains why the longer you're exposed to this electrical current, the more it damages the skin, the more it lowers its resistance. Um, and then there's two different types of shock. There's uh, what's called macro shock, which is current across intact skin and through the body. So current from arm to arm or between arm and a foot is likely to, to traverse the heart. Therefore, it is much more dangerous than current between a leg and the ground.
0: Makes Like sense. you talked
1: about. This type of shock, by definition, must pass into the body through the skin. And then there's microshock, which is a very small current source within uh, a pathway directly connected.
0: How else would it pass into the body?
1: I'm about to say that. Oh, okay. A very small current source with a pathway directly connected to the heart tissue. The shock is required to be administered from the from inside the skin. Directly to the heart, like a pacemaker lead or a guide wire, conductive catheter, etc., connected to a source of current. This is largely this is a largely theoretical hazard, as modern devices used in these situations include protections against such currents. So it can come from without, with with inside you. Yeah. Um, and it it goes directly to the heart, so it's attached to some tissue that's connected to the heart. Okay. Um, otherwise, an exter- it's an external source, which is called macroshock. Um, some de- deliberate uses of electricity are medical uses, such as electroconvulsive therapy for mental disorders, such as a surgical tool for cutting or coagulation, as a treatment for fibrillation, as a method of pain relief. Oh shit! As a treatment for excessive sweating, which is iontophoresis. Iontophoresis.
0: That's the type of sweating.
1: Excessive sweating. It's a, it's the treatment for excessive sweating. Oh okay among others. And Enter- then, then there's entertainment which is um uh, like practical jokes, you know, like a um uh, electric buzzer or something like that, like a joke, or for sexual stimulation. Yeah, I know that. Electricity. I'm aware of that. Right. <laughs> Poli-
0: Why did you say right? <laughs> right. Ugh. Come here, soda.
1: Another deliberate uses for policing and personal defense such as a taser. Yeah. Stun guns, stun batons, and electroshock belts, or electric fences. Uh, Fun fact, tasers send a pulse with about 50,000 volts. Damn. That lasts for about five seconds. If you get tased, that's 50,000 volts for about five seconds. It probably feels like forever. However, it probably does. The current is extremely low, only about two milliamps. So if we go back to this chart here, here's two milliamps. Oh. If you're for five seconds, it's nothing. I you mean,
0: know, tell that to someone who's gotten taste.
1: Yeah. It's not fun.
0: <laughs> it's nothing, kids.
1: Uh, but it's not going to kill you. Uh, also used for torture. It was actually used by the U.S. Army during World War II, by French military forces during the Algerian War, and by Russian military forces in Chechnya. Nailed it. Chechnya. You are Chechn- killing us.
0: Chechnya. Chechnya.
1: Uh, the Paria, P-A-R-R-I-L-L-A, Paria, Paria, Not
0: pariah?
1: No. Spanish for grill. Oh. Pariah is a method of torture (laughs) whereby the victim is strapped to a metal frame and subjected to an electric shock. That's been used before.
0: I've seen that in TV shows.
1: And then uh, capital punishment, such as the electric chair, which we have a whole section we'll get into.
0: How funny would it be if capital punishment was just being, like, subjected to puns?
1: All right. While some original proponents of the electric chair considered it to be more a more humane execution method than hanging, shooting, poison gassing, etc., it has now generally been replaced by lethal injections in states that practice capital punishment.
0: How many states actually practice? We'll
1: get into that. Okay. Modern reporting has claimed that it sometimes takes several shocks to be lethal, and that the condemned person may actually catch fire before the process is complete. Damn, you're smoking. Yep.
0: Talk about a smoking gun! Really, it's a smoking corpse.
1: <laughs> so that explains why it's not used today, and we'll get into it. So the electric chair is a method method of execution originating and almost exclusively employed in the United States, in which really? the the, the uh, condemned person is strapped to a specially built wooden chair and electrocuted through electrodes fastened to the head and leg. It hasn't really been used much outside of the U.S. There has been, uh, have been other countries where people have used it, but it's really only been w- uh, within the United States. It was conceived in 1881 by a Buffalo, New York dentist named Alfred P. Southwick, and he based the design off of a dentist chair, which he was very familiar with. That's interesting. Once the person, usually with head and legs shaved... Was attached to the chair various cycles, so changes in voltage and duration, of alternating current would be passed through the individual's body in order to cause fatal damage to the internal organs. The first most powerful jolt of electric current is intended to cause immediate unconsciousness, ventricular fibrillation, and eventual cardiac arrest. The second less powerful jolt is intended to cause fatal damage to the vital organs. Although the electric chair has long been a symbol of the death penalty in the United States, its use is in decline due to the rise of lethal injection, which is widely believed to be a more humane method of execution. While some states still maintain electrocution as a legal method of execution, today it is only maintained as a secondary method that may be chosen over lethal injection at the request of the prisoner. Except in Tennessee, where it may be used without input from the prisoner if the drugs for lethal injection are not available. Interesting. As of 2021, electrocution in, is an optional form of execution in the states of Alabama, Florida, and South Carolina. That's it. All of which allow the prisoner to choose lethal injection as an alternative method. I'd probably choose lethal injection. I would too. In the state of Kentucky... in Kentucky? In the state of Kentucky... The electric chair has been retired, except for those whose capital crimes were committed prior to March 31st, 1998, and who choose electrocution. Inmates who do not choose electrocution and inmates who committed their crimes after the designated date are executed by lethal injection. Electrocution is also authorized in Kentucky in the event that lethal injection is found unconstitutional by a court. The electric chair is an alternate form of execution approved for potential use in Arkansas, Mississippi, and Oklahoma if other forms of execution are found unconstitutional in the state at the time of execution. There's a lot of stipulations here. So there's Alabama, Florida, South Carolina, Arkansas, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Kentucky um, can all still use the electric chair just under different stipulations. On February 8, 2008, the Nebraska Supreme Court d- determined that execution by electric chair was a cruel and unusual punishment under the state's, constitu- under the state's constitution. This brought executions of this type to an end in Nebraska, the only remaining state to retain electrocution as its sole method of execution. The last judicial electrocution in the United States prior to the Furman v. Georgia case took place in Oklahoma in 1966. The electric chair was used quite frequently in post-Greg v. Georgia executions during the 1980s, but its use in the United States gradually declined in the 1990s due to the widespread adoption of lethal injection as the preferred method of execution. Hmm. A number of states still allow the condemned person to choose between electrocution and lethal injection, with the most recent U.S. electrocution of Nicholas Todd Sutton taking place in February 2020 oh, in wow. Tennessee.
0: interesting. So
1: I, there are some people who still opt to do electrocution.
0: I find that strange.
1: That is strange.
0: We should do lethal injection next.
1: We should. That'd be interesting. And then, lastly, I talk about a little bit about static electricity. It is usually caused when certain materials are rubbed against each other, like wool on plastic or the soles of shoes on carpet. The process causes electrons to be pulled from the surface of one material and relocated on the surface of another. Oh! And I have a um, a little diagram here. That's a cat.
0: Oh, that's not <laughs> a diagram. That's a cute photo.
1: With a bunch of packing peanuts.
0: He's been static. <laughs>
1: it's fur. So uh, that is an example of static electricity. And a static shock occurs when the surface of the second material, negatively charged with electrons, touches a positively charged conductor or vice versa. So like when I get up from this couch and go to touch my computer, I get shocked every single time. You do? And it annoys the hell out of me. Wow. um, Because my clothing and this couch is like some sort of fabric, like polyester, um, it creates a static shock every time. And then I've got carpet here in the living room. So every time I go to my computer and touch any, like the mouse or the tower itself, I get shocked and it's annoying as hell. So that's uh, static electricity. And that is everything you need to know about electrocution.
0: Those are some great notes and I thank you for your time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>
0: Uh, I have a couple stories to share with you of instances of electrocution. And they're just news articles and I'll show you. Um, Oh. (laughs) And I'll share with you the source. This one's actually from the Chicago Tribune.
1: Okay. Dated?
0: September 13th,
1: 2019. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. The title is a suburban man lost his life and his nephew lost his arms. That's both shit from an improperly installed com wire oh boy in the final moments of his life robert zuloff i assume administered CPR to his nephew and ordered bystanders to move away from the deadly power line that arced and bowed just a few feet from a Circle K parking lot. Mm. This is very sad. Flames danced around Jordan Zuloff as thick black smoke billowed and his uncle worked to save him. Mm. Above the men, a Commonwealth Edison line crackled and hummed so loudly it could be heard over both an approaching police siren and the screams of horrified onlookers. 911, 911, Robert shouted to police officers as they arrived on the scene. I've got one hurt robert took a few steps towards his white utility truck which he had parked along the road so he and jordan could work on the telecommunication line several feet below the comed wires the bucket was extended about six feet off the ground and according to one witness a wire was touching its long metal arm Mm. robert touched the truck his body went rigid and he fell to the ground he instantly burst into flames yep Robert, 32, only 32, was pronounced dead at the scene. Shit. His 23 year old nephew, Jordan, was flown from the northern Illinois town of Sterling to Rockford, where docus, uh, docus, <laughs> doctors, <laughs> what are doc-us? Doctors amputated his arms and he remained in a coma for several weeks.
1: Amputated his arms? Yes. Holy shit.
0: At the time of Robert Zuloff's death of November on November 8, 2016, his wife, Jeanette, was seven months pregnant with their third child. Besides her two school-aged children, she would soon become the primary caretaker to a newborn and an adult nephew had to, who had to relearn even the most basic skills. Jeez. Very sad. It's fucked up. There's actually a picture I was going to show you. Mm. Of this kid using feet to cook.
1: Oh, wow. Look at him. Arms.
0: He is armless. Hmm. Isn't that wild? Okay, that was just that one. There's another one, now. Okay. I never know how to end them.
1: I mean, if it's the end of the story, it's the end of the story.
0: This is the end of that story. <laughs> <laughs> A Michigan man survived with an incredible story to tell after being electrocuted and losing his pulse for 20 minutes before being revived by oh, doctors. Shit. Michael Pruitt, 20, of Taylor, Michigan, was electrocuted when a metal ladder he was carrying on a job site in Livonia, Michigan, touched a live electrical wire, according to a Monday post from Beaumont Hospital in Farmington Hills, hmm. which I didn't realize that the hospitals made such posts. <laughs> Interesting. Have you been on your hospital's local social media <laughs> website? <laughs> Find out now. <laughs> Here's a quote from Pruitt. I remember being electrocuted while holding that ladder and shaking and then nothing. The experience was like in the movies when characters are electrocuted and shake after it happens. Mm -hmm. The homeowner at Pruitt's job site called 911 and performed CPR before Livonia Fire and Rescue took over and defibrillated Pruitt, according to the hospital. Pruitt was taken to the hospital's level two emergency and trauma center. They brought in this perfect young man who had no vital signs. Dr. Angel said, according to the hospital, I said to my team, we're bringing him back. And then I said to him, you better come back. They defibrillated, defibrillated Pruitt's heart twice, increasing the shock on the second attempt before Pruitt's heart began beating again two minutes later. We upped the jewels a bit, Dr. Angel told uh, WXYZ. I don't know what that is.
1: Probably a radio station? Probably.
0: And you could just kind of feel and see on the monitor that his heartbeat was starting to come back. There was a nurse that commented saying that Pruitt began grabbing the and sh- railings and shaking the bed with huge strength when he was revived, comparing him to the Hulk. Pruitt was burned from the inside of his big toes, which the hospital said was where the electricity left his body when he was electrocuted. Shit. Michael's resuscitation is miraculous. He did not lose any brain function. It's a testament to the importance of immediate and continuous CPR to move oxygenated blood to the brain. hmm yeah, but he's fine other than that. Just electrocuted at 20. Other than that, he's all he's right. He's chill.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I've got four most amazing electric shock stories. Okay. That were submitted to a contest from 1923.
1: Question. Yes. Do you like cream cheese with your sushi? Yeah, I like cream cheese.
0: Why? Anyways. C.R. Mullins of Watertown, South Dakota, submitted this story and won about $20 at the time, but is now $270 for having submitted this story. Okay. It was a contest. That's what I said. Oh, okay. It was a contest to see who had the most fucked up electrocution story. Oh, Jesus. So this is from C.R. Mullins. Having read various articles on the subject of electrical shocks, generally written by those who never felt the sensation, and having had the pleasure of getting across 4,000 volts on a 60-cycle line, my experience may prove of interest to both the experienced and the layman. And this is where he jumps into roll-running pothead jumpers to an oil switch on the bottom of a switchboard. The switchboard, um, the oil switches were dead. The ones he was working on. Mm-hmm. But next to the one he was working on was a live one. He had rubber gloves on and was putting the last jumper in place when zip, there is a snapping crackle of high voltage. I gripped the jumper tight and became powerless to release my hand. The current flowed through me growing more violent as my body tissue vibrated in unison with the 60 cycles. Jesus. Jesus. While not afraid of death, I began to wonder if and how I would get loose, and the position I was sitting in caused my body to vibrate rapidly, creating a tickling sensation caused by a small coil of wire solder hung on my overalls. I was seated on a box in front of the grounded switchboard frame, and finally the power of the current became so intense that I straightened out and fell backwards off the box to the floor. Half days, I crawled into an adjoining room where I managed to get upon my feet. My left knee and right was right wrist was pained, and I discovered a black hole the size of a dime burned about a quarter inch deep in each. I found out later that I had overreached the limit of the rubber glove and had laid my bare forearm on the top of the pothead. Pothead, <laughs> while my knee had been pressed against the grounded switch frame. 4,000 volts had been connected across my body, leaving the two burn spots and badly shattered nerves as testimony of the power of the current.
1: Damn. I'm scared of uh, getting electrocuted.
0: I am not. Hmm. Number two, the title is (laughs) The Racist Streetcar Conductor Shocks a Passenger.
1: I am not.
0: But I'm not. (laughs) I'm not scared of it. If it happens, it happens. It's a cool way to go going hurt like a bitch
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh this is ds of greenville ohio uh the following incident occurred about a year ago in the course of my duty as a conductor for a streetcar company which remember this is
1: 1923
0: mm-hmm. one evening for Four. it's a very inappropriate word uh-oh and I refuse to say it. Oh, good. Yeah, I will not say that, but it's the N-word.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, two women and two... Why is two, this in the story? Because it's told from the perspective of this gentleman. I don't know if I'd call him a gentleman if he's using that word. Two women and two men, all drunk, entered the car. They took seats in the center of the car, and in a few minutes, the largest man of the party said, Well, uh, I'm not really sure how to translate that. Basically, it says, I'm going to push the conductor off the car. Okay. The, he arose and came in my direction to do so, but he was so stupefied that he had the grasp a railing on the side to keep from falling. There was also a railing in the center of the car at the back grounded to the rails, and I had a premonition that he would catch hold of this rail also. I had a wire about six feet in length and connected with the trolley pole. I reached up and pulled the wire down. By that time, he had a hold of both rails. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I put the wire on the rail on the side of the car. In an instant he turned into he turned a complete somersault and landed in the corner, where he remained for a few minutes. In a little while he got up, looked around and said, Say, mister, will you see will you tell me what was done to put me in the corner over there so quick? Hmm. Receiving no reply, he went back to his seat and gave me no further trouble. So this Jeez. man electrocuted a passenger on his train, conductor or whatever.
1: Oh my what? gosh, that's insane!
0: Why is that your answer to solving the problem? <laughs> he was drunk. All oh, you could have, like, you could have diffused the situation. Why are you over here? Like, I'm gonna shock this poor I don't man. I know that's pretty dope, though. To shock someone?
1: That's that's. An, oh, I mean, he's alive. It's an interesting way to handle that situation are wild.
0: I don't want to read the others. <laughs> I don't care enough. What? The other ones are dumb. One's about fishing. <laughs> no one cares about third place winners in competitions. It's the first and second place that matter.
1: Okay, if you say so.
0: It is what I say so. That's it. <laughs> All right. Isn't doing this such a treat with me?
1: It really is. I never I never know what to expect from it.
0: Keep you. you on your toes. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen next. What did you think of the beer, my dude?
1: I want my Chipotle.
0: That's not answering the question.
1: Uh it was really good. I um I was surprised it's from Saint Charles. That's such a cool cool thing. Um Penrose is in Geneva, we gotta do them next. Mm-hmm. Um But uh, I didn't know this brewery existed. I think it's cool that they're so close. Um, I'd love to go and visit them. This is a really good uh, double IPA. Um, fruity, kind of funky. It had something going on with it that, again, I couldn't quite place. But it was very interesting. Um, if you're in the area, definitely suggest picking some up. Electric Sunrise uh, Hazy Double IPA from Riverlands Brewing Co. It is crisp, smooth, very smooth-tasting, uh fruity and delicious
0: you're fruity and delicious thank you you're welcome
1: how did you think of it
0: um i thought it was very heavy uh flavor wise i cannot place what the second flavor yeah, is yeah it's crazy like i get that it's citrus but i have no idea what that underlying note is i cannot place it it, it mm. felt very much like coffee like black coffee it was weird it was very There was like a level of bitterness yeah um, but overall I thought it was pretty decent. I don't think that if I were to get this at like a, like a, a tap room or something, I don't think I'd get it again mm-hmm. just cause it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Like it's ABV is 8%.
1: Probably good with food.
0: I agree. I think it would be better with food. Yeah. Just some something poutine. to kind of like off, <laughs> to offset.
1: I'm very hungry. Can you tell? <laughs> I, I want some craft. We got to go to back to craft get some poutine. <laughs>
0: It's very heavy, but I imagine with food it would probably be offset in a much better way. Yeah. Um, but very enjoyable.
1: Mm-hmm. Good pick. Thanks. Did you? Um, surprise,
0: surprise. So, where did
1: you see this? In a Benny's? Benny's. Huh.
0: I do a, like a thing where I just pick up two or three beers and then I'm set for like the month and I just pick my topic.
1: Okay. So, uh, which Benny's did you go to?
0: There's the one down the street from me in Plainfield.
1: That's cool that they got it at the, Benny's, the St. Charles Brewery.
0: It's fun because I just walk in and I'm like, huh, what can I make a topic out of?
1: Right. It is interesting. I'm glad we do it in opposite ways. We get a good good uh, taste of both, you know, both things. Going on. I agree. Yeah.
0: You're wise for saying that.
1: Yeah, very, very much so. <laughs> Our email is beerfurecast beer at gmail.com. gmail.com. <laughs> you can send us uh, emails of your personal spooky or scary
0: spooky or scary or ransom notes
1: yeah those are accepted also if you're interested and uh i'm
0: thinking like from the magazine clip them out ransom notes
1: that would be fucking dope to get one of those
0: that's what i'm saying
1: um but if you have a personal story send it to us and we will share that story on a special episode where we shout you out and we try your beer recommendation that you also provide with your story um, we'll pick up your beer, try it in a flight of beers. We hope to do that sometime soon. Uh, we're also on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. Mailed our it. new episodes Mailed are posted every Wednesday at noon. New episodes every Wednesday at noon. And we, we have our uh, social sh- socials released on the same day, pretty much every Wednesday. So you can stay up to date on our new episodes there. Um, pictures of Casota. And uh, the beers that we drink.
0: I'll start posting some more
1: pet pics. Uh, You say that every episode.
0: I'll do it, I swear. (laughs) I have some more pictures of me, so.
1: (laughs) Um, We'll post that on Instagram. So you can stay, follow us, like us, subscribe, whatever you want to do to stay up to date. And um, that's pretty much it. This episode, episode 34 on electrocution. I'm going to eat some Chipotle.
0: My nose hurts.
1: All right. Have a good day. (laughs) <laughs> Have a good day